Welcome to Game of Books with Kathy in South Dakota. That's me. And Christy in South Florida. That's me. We're two newbie writers sharing our take on wine, food, and mystery books. And the authors who write them. Join us for the fun. Welcome to Game of Books podcast, Corks and Conversation. We are here at Sleuth Fest 2019, the premier mystery writers conference in South Florida, and so excited to talk to some great authors who are holding workshops and giving talks here for both new and seasoned mystery writers. Yes, and we are so pleased to be sitting here with T. Jefferson Parker, the guest of honor here at SleuthFest. His name is on the bags. That's yes, how it's on the bags. <laughs> <laughs> he is the author of 24 novels. He's a three-time Edgar Award winner and a New York Times bestseller. Um, his most recent book, Swift Vengeance, is the second novel in the Roland Ford series. Thankfully for all his fans, and us included, the third in the series, The Last Good Guy, comes out in August this year. And um, you mysterious foodies out there might remember that we featured his book, L.A. Outlaws, during episode three. <laughs> I, I recall this. Here's a hint, just to jog your memory, um, head in a jar, and that's all I'm going to say. That's all I have to say. You can listen to find out. Okay, so Jeff, we're so happy that you're able to share this time with us. Well, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for the invite. Sure. Absolutely. So before we get into the conversation, as we normally do, we like to share a glass of wine with our guest. <laughs> and Jeff had shared with us that he likes a Bordeaux. Mm-hmm. So we... a, a cheap Bordeaux, which is what we like. Yeah, we... <laughs> everything's under twenty dollars. Yeah, so I said cheap because I thought we get twice as much. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. That's exactly it. So tonight we have we're drinking the Christy. You say it because you're a Francophile. Uh, Chateau du Camarsac. Oh, mm. Very impressive. Oh. From the Bordeaux region of France. All right, so let's take so a taste. You guys can look it up when you're uh-huh. there. And cheers. Thanks for joining cheers. us. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, we have an audience of one this evening, Jeff's <laughs> lovely wife. <laughs> so we're cheering hers too. Okay, so I'm going to read you the, the the notes on this. This is this is a pretty, I like it. I'm guessing a pretty French explanation for a wine. But Perfect. I'm, yeah, this is, this is kind of great. Um, it's a structured wine, complex powerful, round, with a long finish. The color is a beautiful deep purple, and the nose is intense and elegant, bearing fruity and spicy aromas, accompanied by toasty notes. After, here's my favorite, this is, this is my favorite part. After a nice attack, the evolution is fleshy and tannic. <laughs> I mean, like, what does that even mean? I love it. I, like, I think it's a mystery writer that writes right? it. So I'm going to try again. I'm going to see if I can notice the attack and then my evolution here. Oh, gosh. I think I feel attacked. I, I think it's actually lovely. It's a really nice. I do. Yeah, yeah, I didn't notice an attack, but I really did yeah, like I missed it. the attack part, but yeah. <laughs> okay, so now we've had a sip of wine. Let's get talking, and I'll start with a question about your latest novel. In Swift Vengeance, your latest novel, private investigator Roland Ford is on the trail of a mysterious killer who is beheading CIA drone operators and leaving puzzling clues at each crime scene. I'm starting to think you have a little thing for beheading, I'm just saying. Yeah, that has cropped up a couple times now, hasn't it? Anyway, <laughs> Roland Ford has an interesting past as a Marine who served during the war in Fallujah, and that still haunts him. Um, what was your inspiration for this character? 
rolling for it. He's my PI. He's he's a composite hero for me. Like if I was an artist and got out a sketchbook and wanted to make a hero's face, it would be Roland's. But I'm a writer, so I, I put him in a book. Um, a current day hero, you know, a guy who's dependable, a guy who tells the truth, a guy who's not overly um, political or prejudiced against any, any group or, or, or thing, um, a guy who has generally good morals and um, enough backbone and capability to to back them up. He's kind of what I would look, he's, he's the kind of guy I would want to hire if I needed a PI to do something for me. Right, yeah. right. And he's smart, he's, he's tech savvy and, he's, and he's, um, he can get information, he knows where to find out about people. So um, can you um, tell us anything about what he'll encounter in The Last Good Guy? Oh yeah, <laughs> I sure can, yeah. He's, um, he's gonna stub his toe for the first time in a long time on uh, a woman that he really likes. He's a, he's a, Roland, as you know, is a, he's a widower. And he's been a widower for, I guess, about be five years when the next book comes out, The Last Good Guy. So he's kind of coming out of his, um, his grief a little bit and his, uh, um, his, his, his state of being stunned um, with his wife's death, which happened suddenly. It's an air, airplane accident. Oh, wow. Yeah. So um, he, Roland's coming out of his hole, and he's finding a woman who, who, uh, who comes to him in his office in sort of the classic noir tradition, oh, you know, awesome. where, the, where the, <laughs> the, the femme fatale comes into the office. And Roland is aware of this, and he tells, he tells yeah. you the story. And here she comes, and she's got this story. And, um, and he, of course, has to, has to say, yes, I'll try to help you. And, and, and he looks at her with both, with both um, um, desire and dread at the oh. same time because he's just afraid that something bad's going to happen. Yeah, you know? yeah. Ab absolutely. That I mean, seems like writing the scene that you'd want to read. I mean, that's what I want. Good, it's supposed to be. I loved I writing it. I had a blast writing it. Oh, so, yeah. fun. So when you, um, when you had written him as a widower, did you know that someone like her was going to come in at yeah, some point? Yeah, sure, sure. Somewhere down the line it yeah. had to happen. I mean, that's half of what makes his personality interesting, mm -hmm. is knowing that he's missing half of his life, if you will. Mm -hmm. He's missing mm -hmm. his, his beloved, his yeah. peace, who, who will never come back. Right. And so he's trying to fill that, mm -hmm. um, um, but not over-eagerly, because that's you don't do that. Right. You, know, you you are discriminating and you're and you're and you're critical and you're mm -hmm. and you're angry and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's him. But when when this woman walks in with a, a job proposal for him, he uh, he hopes that he can help her. That's great. I know. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's kind of like um, remember in L.A. Outlaws, you know, uh, the Persian scene. You know, it's oh. like it's classic, but it's really good when you're reading it. You know, you're like, oh my god. Oh, we talked about that on the phone. Yeah. 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 Well, I talked about it on the podcast, I think. That, that. was it, yeah. yeah. Okay. You felt like you were talking to us, didn't you? I did. We a Jeff's a Game of Books podcast fan, I've been told. I'm yes, yes. yes. Okay. Um, so anyway, this, at this time, we usually like to do a little bit of an interesting thing. We do a carafe question. No, I don't know anything about this. No, I wasn't briefed yes. on this. We, okay. we did yeah. withhold. <laughs> All right, so it, it is, they are fun questions, and you can Easy. always... <laughs> this, is a, this is an empty carafe, but we pretend it's glass. And you can pass if you don't like this one, because as you can see, we have a few. Right. So, so who writes these, just out of curiosity? Um, so we kind of come yeah. up with them together, and also... I'm either inspired by a game my family likes to play called Table Topics. Ah. And it's a game, you know, at sit-down meals, well, there's like, you know, lengthy ones. We like to go around the table and ask questions like this. So, uh, okay. welcome to the family. Cold winter's night yeah. sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a South Dakota game. Okay, yeah, South Dakota <laughs> game. Perfect. Okay, so what product have you been tempted to buy something you saw on an infomercial? Oh, yeah. 
pick up with something. Need... Oh, have something. You, okay. Have you ever seen something on an infomercial that you've been tempted to buy? Well, yeah, gosh. <laughs> and have I, you? I really wonder. Yeah. That's the follow-up I mean, part. Any... We might have to ask your wife this question. <laughs> yeah, that might be better for her. But I mean, I mean, anything that Joan Rivers used to sell, I, oh. I, I, I want it. You know, good news. <laughs> the jewelry? Is that for what you quality used to sell? values? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Now you're wondering where all those gifts came from. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, we have had this problem in our family a couple of times, but it was when um, we had young children. And we were up in the middle of the night, you know. Oh. And at the time, when our kids were young, that was all that was on in the middle of the night. Right. It was infomercials. And my husband would confess a few days later that he had ordered some <laughs> totally <laughs> random crazy thing. It's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I must say, I haven't done that yet. <laughs> all right. Let's try another little sip of wine here. It's our little okay. wine break. All right. Okay. And it's my time for some questions now. Unless I think of something. Mm -hmm. Right. For sure. Okay. So... Um, today, I heard you speak about writing Laguna Heat, mm -hmm. and I had no idea that you rewrote that as many times as you did while working a day job. I mean, you still had a full-time job. I did, yeah. And I, I find that very impressive, the tenacity that you had to keep going back while you were doing that. So, And most writers do have day jobs. Right. So yes. my question is, what advice do you have for writers that have day jobs and trying yeah. to get it done? And it's tough. We could tough. probably That's, tell the listeners it's... a little bit of the story too, because you yeah. do rewrite. Yeah, tell times. everybody the story. Okay. <laughs> about so you, the, today, what I was talking about today. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My first book was Laguna Heat, and I started that book when I was 24, and it was published when I was 30. And, and during those six years, I I, I rewrote the book five times. <laughs> And I threw Literally. the whole entire 500 pages away at the end of each year, noting as I knowing as I read the book that it really wasn't it wasn't good it wasn't ready yet. And so I rewrote it five times, which is a lot. And um, the book grew immensely during the time I was doing that. And so at the end of that time, I actually finally had a manuscript that I that I believed in, you know. And um, but it was hard. Those are the hardest years of a writer's life when oh, you're when man. you're supporting yourself one way. I was a, a newspaper reporter for most of that time, and then a technical editor another paper-pushing sort of job um, for the rest of that time. And um, so that left me with um, um, after work, when you're tired, right. weekends when you want to goof off, and holidays, you know. But I was, I was just very, very stubborn, and I wanted, to, I wanted to write a good book, and I knew that that was what it was going to take. And I also didn't want to be a starving artist, so I always kept my day job because I wanted to, I wanted to have... You know, I want to be able to have a little car right. and yeah. eat and right. <laughs> stuff yeah. like all that. All the normal stuff. Normal stuff. Yeah. Insurance, right. All that, all yeah. that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I remember one time um, driving to work, a Newport Ensign newspaper was close to my, close to my work. Uh, to my apartment and a little apartment and a little car and 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 the little paycheck and I, I remember one time you had you had to you had to take the ferry across from the island where I was living to the peninsula to the coast highway to the to the to the newspaper and one Friday before I could cash my paycheck and stuff I, I couldn't get to the bank and I didn't have enough money to put gas in the car so I had to leave the car on the peninsula and walk back to the ferry and take the ferry back across to my apartment because I was broke. Oh, you know? wow. And then, so yeah. being broke is no fun, and I didn't no. like that. And no. so I, I continued to work as a reporter and a technical editor as long as I could to, just to pay for the basics. Right. And really, yeah. you didn't have, I mean, most people don't have the option to say, I'm going to quit and, you know, write right. my novel for, right. no, you know. No, I didn't. I, I didn't. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't have a family. I mean, think if you're, if you're a mom or a dad yeah. and you're trying to get launched in a literary career plus make some money for right. the household, 
Um, tall order. And a lot of yes. people here at, at Sleuthfest are, are in that position. Right. You know, they're people who have, mm-hmm. obviously, they have lives mm-hmm. and they want to write. And it's like, when do I do it? So, right. you know, squeeze it in, you know. You squeeze yeah. it in. Yeah, I mean, the only good advice that I can really give that I think is true and would work is that really, if you can find an hour a day of, of, of your own time, if you can find enough in, in one day to write a page in a day, that's a 365 page manuscript at the end of a year. That's in true. a page a day, is, it's tough, but it's not impossible. Mm-hmm. It's a, I know, it's that's a, a good way to take mm-hmm. it, too. It is, you know, it is. It's not like when we tell our kids, clean the entire room. We're like, no, <laughs> clean this section first, okay? And well, then they can maybe point. do it. If you think about it in chunks. I mean, because yeah. it yeah. it's a daunting task. Like, in, like you said today, maybe you'll have a great day where you're feeling really good, and you've read a good, written a good sentence or a good right. paragraph, and you feel so great, but then you think, I have got to do this times yeah. thousands yeah. of, yeah. you know, and, and then I, but i got to go to work tomorrow, and I've got yeah. kids to put to bed, and... Yeah, yeah. It takes the long view. A lot, a lot of writers, a lot of people are prone to. Um, I, I want to be. I want to be successful, and I want to be prosperous, and I want to be rich and famous by this time tomorrow. Right. You know, and it just for writers, it just doesn't work. No. It's not like gambling. It's, you it's can't. It's not a no. quick. It takes forever. Yeah. So. I know. And you know, like I had, I had said earlier that I thought, that I just thought that was such a tenacious just example of you just. Every year, going, I'm gonna do it again. I'm gonna do it again. Yeah. I just I know. not many people. I don't know if anybody can do that. <laughs> I can't. I'm stubborn. You are unique. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's impressive. That, and and you stuck with the same story. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I know. Well, that's good. Yeah, because uh, it came out good, <laughs> and we got an HBO movie. It about worked. It. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and every year I saw it getting better, but I, I knew at the end of those early years that it wasn't good right. enough. So it's kind of well, like, that's good that you could tell that. You know. Yeah, you've got to put the right. put the critics cap on sometimes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay, so I did a little research, and I had read Uh-oh. an article about mm-hmm. you giving a talk at Thriller Fest maybe five years ago-ish, and it was a Writer's Digest article kind of recapping and how you talked about uh, writing a novel as a, as a road trip. Oh, yeah. I thought that was a great analogy. Cool. Yeah. But one of my um, favorite parts of it, actually, it intimidated me, so that's why I'm asking, <laughs> <laughs> it was when you said you finally have to stop and decide on your destination, and you need those 24 words. Mm-hmm. Do you really do that for every novel before the novel each time? At some point during the writing of the novel, I will have to do that. And I'll have to clarify in my mind what the simple straight through line of the novel is. Because, as you know, you can, there's a, there are so many different ways you can go. Mm-hmm. You know, I, when I come to the endings of my novels, I, 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 look at, I can look at sometimes a half a dozen, ten really good quality endings that might work, that they're logical and they're, they're okay and they're a little bit surprising, but you've got to gotta pick the right one. And so that, that 24 words or less, when you, when you have to be able to synopsize the story mm-hmm. and limit for yourself what you're doing and choose, choose the best of those, those paths is um, part, part, of the, part of the work. It doesn't, that, for me, doesn't come before I start. It comes during, during the writing, when I figure okay. out slowly what this book is really about. Right. So you've started and you've done your research yeah. and you've yeah. But then at some so are point, you a pantser or a plotter? Mm. I'm a pantser. Yeah, I'm a pantser, <laughs> right, right. Um, but Until I always start point, with an outline, right. you know, because yeah. the publishers want them. Yeah. So I write oh, an outline. Really? Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Sometimes it's just a page. Sometimes it's more, and I always give them whatever they want. But I, I and I always work hard on them because any, anything you can do as a novelist, a writer, ahead of time, is good. Right. That 
good. Ahead, ahead, good. Planning's good. But it's impossible to plan a 500-page book for me. So, you know, I plan what I can, and then um, I, I say what I can on my, my page or 10-page synopsis, whatever it is, for the publishers. And then I, 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 I try to stick to it, and I'll stick to that plot, that, that plan for the story, as long as I can until it absolutely goes sense. up in flames. <laughs> and then, and then, You've got to then, make a then I got to make I got to do something better. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. That is really interesting. <laughs> I like it. So one more question about today. So I, you left everybody. He, um, Jeff gave a keynote address today at Sleuth Fest, and you gave, left all the writers with such a positive message. Oh, good. And I was hoping you'd share that with our listeners as well. Good. A lot of which are writers. Well, you know, I, I, I thought about that a lot, what to say to, to, to writers who are you know, the same as me and doing the same thing I was doing X years ago. And, and I think that the biggest enemy for writers is, 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 is two, twofold. One is, is, is that the, 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 the publishing world in New York of agents and writers and high-powered you know, international conglomerate houses and stuff is, is intimidating. And it is, you know. And um, I think that, um, that the antidote to that is to realize that those publishing houses need us. They need us writers badly. We make things, we're the ones who make things happen. You know, they're in the skyscrapers, but, but because of us. And so publishers and agents need us, and they need young writers and of, of all ages, you know. And the other thing that I think is important to remember is uh, um, to get you through your workday, your five pages a day, whatever, like you're talking about, is, um, is that writing should be fun sometimes. It's not <laughs> not fun all the time. It's, right. it's not fun a lot, but it's fun a lot, too. And when yeah. you can crowd, whatever your standard is, whether it's you get a page you like or a, a sentence that you like or, you know, a, a character walks into the room, you didn't know what, what she was going to say, and she says something really good, you know, like, makes yes. your day. And make, totally, yeah, and Mike drop in my office alone. Yeah, and it keeps you, it keeps you in it for it those does. 365 yeah. days when you come mm -hmm. into the house and you from your office and you put down one the one page that you wrote that day. Well, guess what? A year from now, today, it's 365, and it's yeah. cool. Yeah. It, the fun helps. It is. I, I, feel like it, I think it's fun, too. I thought that was such a great message, yep. and especially today when all these um, writers have great opportunities to pitch some fantastic agents who are mm -hmm. here. And you could cut the tension. You know, those writers, <laughs> I, I, I might have been one of them feeling the tension, you know, sitting there preparing to meet with the agent. And so yeah. I thought that was so nice to remind good. everybody to have good. fun. I hope it rang true with, with yeah, I'm glad absolutely. it rang true for you. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it it really too. did. It yes, really it did. great. Okay. Fantastic. We are so happy we're sharing this conversation. I know we've got one um, more yes. question that we like to ask for all of our mysterious foodies, as we call our listeners. Okay. This is an easy one. Okay. Um, so, which of your characters in all of your <laughs> lengthy number of books mm -hmm. would you like to share a meal with? Tom Straw, shut your ears. You're not supposed to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> which character? My character? Which of your, like? one of your characters, yeah. and what would it be? Oh, gosh. What would it be? I think. <laughs> I don't know. I think I would like to share a uh, share a, a, a dinner with um with Mike Finnegan, who's a small red-haired man, closely related to the devil. <laughs> and, and, and I think that the dinner I would like to share with Mike Finnegan would be a um, a, a rare steak and uh, gin. Bombay gin martinis up with a twist. I think we could communicate. <laughs> oh, that sounds After that okay? drinking the martini, I yes. love that. That okay. is awesome. sounds great. Great My wife's answer. just shaking her head. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, keep dreaming, keep dreaming. <laughs>
<laughs> that is an awesome answer. Yes, that's, that's not even a fair question, really. Though I mean, that's no. a that's a tough one. Yeah, it's no, fun. it's fair, but it's tough. But yeah, we like to talk about food and wine, so that's so, yeah. what we like there to talk go. about. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so um, just to recap, we've been talking with T. Jefferson Parker, and you can go out and get his current book, Swift Vengeance, and pre-order the Last Good Guy that comes out later this summer. Mm-hmm. I checked on Amazon today yes. and other sites, and you can pre-order right oh, now. Oh, nice. Yes. Good, good. <laughs> we made sure of it. Yeah. We did our research. Okay, so, <laughs> Jeff, if, if, uh, which a lot of our readers are going to want to reach out and learn more about you and your books, what's the best way for fans and other um, writers to connect? Facebook, website, what do you... I'm kind of a website guy still, you know. Yeah. I have a Facebook page, but I, I'm not on it much, to tell you the truth. Uh, website, for sure. Um, and I have a contact me sort of... Um, uh, email address and I always answer those. I get them wow. and I answer them. So um, I'm easily gettable on okay. on, um, on on the web just through email and um, yeah, yeah, That's really and cool. I'm, I'm, Great. I'm open. Yeah. Okay. And um, we'd love to hear what our listeners out there thought of our conversation with Jeff and let us know on Twitter or Facebook at GOB Writers. And if you like listening to our podcast, then please be sure to subscribe. So you can download our upcoming Quirks and Conversations with more published authors, as well as our regular Game of Books episodes, where you can get your food, wine, and mystery tips every Friday morning, just in time for the weekend. This is Christy. And Kathy. Saying thanks for listening. Bye, Bye everybody. everybody.